I Love Mortgage Broking, episode 23. If you're prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckberg. Hi, Broker Nation. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today, David Ford. David is a mortgage broker with DLC Canadian Mortgage Experts. He's been a broker for six years and is based out of Greater Vancouver. He was recently nominated for the Young Gun Awards from CMP, and I'm stoked about this interview today. David, are you ready to rock? Yes, thanks, Scott. So I always like to start if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, 28 years old, just had my birthday a uh, month ago in July. Uh, me and some buddies went down to Vegas for it. I live in Vancouver, live downtown in English Bay. Uh, still play sports really actively, uh, rugby, softball, hockey, football, anything. Vancouver is a very easy place to have a pretty fun, uh, active outdoor lifestyle. So I try and get as much of that in as possible. That's awesome. And so how did you get into the mortgage business? Uh, yeah, it was a while ago, six years ago. Um, I was in construction and really enjoyed that side of the industry. Still do. I'm actually working on a rental project like this weekend too. Um, but, uh, I was more sales oriented and uh, tons of people were telling me, Oh, you should become a realtor. You should become a realtor. And I know what they do, obviously, especially working with them for the last six years would never be able to do the realtor job. But, uh, and I didn't know any mortgage brokers. So, uh, instead of, going and getting a realtor license, competing with the guys that I, that I knew and had kind of grown up with. I went and got, uh, my, my broker's license and, uh, and just started working with them in, in that capacity. I, uh, I started under a guy who's been in the industry a long time and, uh, and mentored under him for about three years. So cool. And then when did you, did you branch, you branched on your own about three years ago? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Cool. And so you have friends that are real estate agents and you have you're in the contracting business, and then you decide, hey, it's uh, I don't want to compete with my friends, and and so it was obviously an easy. And so, how did you find the transition from, you know, contractor or doing construction to you know being a mortgage broker, sitting behind a desk and and using a calculator and crunching out numbers? Yeah, well, I've I've been a nerd my whole life. Um, actually, in uh, grade seven, I I did a compressed grade seven and eight math all at once. So numbers and number crunching, it's always kind of been a little bit of a uh, little bit of my thing. Uh, so really, I, I mean, I, I love the money side of things. And um, when I sat down with Tony, the guy that I mentored under, and just talked about the industry, it was a lot of fun, right? We got to do you know negotiating with lenders. Uh, you get to go back and forth with the realtor, the lawyer, keep everything organized. It's, uh, it's, it's a really, it's a pretty key quarterback position being on the mortgage side of things. So I don't know. It just, it appealed to me a lot more. I actually, I like the idea. I've never thought of us as a quarterback, but we kind of are like a quarterback for the home buying process. We make sure everything. It, it always, yeah, it comes down to the money guy. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a success quote. Cause for me, quotes always distill an idea down into really something that you can take with you. And, I, and I've had some that have really impacted my life. So can you share a quote that's impacted you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I like, there's a few Van Gogh quotes, but one that really stands out is I dream my painting and then I paint my dream. It's a good one. Oh, that's awesome. And so that quote in particular, how have you applied that to your business? Uh, well, it's it, especially over the last three years, you know, kind of getting, uh, my own voice in the industry, sort of building my own brand, building my own presence. Um, it's something that I've, I've known for a long time. I've wanted to be self-employed for 
and, and have my own business for a long time. My dad's self-employed. He's got a, he's got a successful, uh, IT company. And, uh, and so, you know, it's just, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I do have big dreams, you know, Western Canada wide, um, building the brand to that point. Uh, and, you know, having multiple brokers and, and, uh, you know, multiple provinces. So it's just, it's, you have to have the dream obviously first. And uh, I, I'm not that much of a process guy. I need to get that guy uh, alongside me. But I'm I'm a I'm a dreamer at heart when it comes down to things. So mm-hmm. I love uh, I love just building it up. So yeah, that's a great. I've never actually heard that quote before. So I love it. That's fantastic. I dream my painting, then I paint my dream. Yes. So it's really about just having a vision first before you get get going. Absolutely. Yeah. So another area I find that talking to successful brokers and successful entrepreneurs is that there's always failure, often lots of failure. And looking back, there's always a lesson in the failure. I know that for me personally, when I've made mistakes, there's, you know, I, I look back and I go, man, you know, I learned something. So can you share an example of something that you failed at and then the lesson that you took from it? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it ended up that uh, the guy that I mentored under, uh, that relationship that actually ended up going a little bit sideways. Um, I wanted to go and kind of, building a brand, be marketing. Um, and he was, you know, fine, you know, doing his 30 mil, you know, a year that he was doing 35, uh, and, and just what, you know, wasn't looking for that much growth kind of thing. Uh, we ended up having a, a really bad split. Um, and, uh, at first it was all right, everything was good. But then when I was transitioning over to CME, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, client files really, uh, got, got tested. Um, and it just kind of it, it left a it left a really bad taste in my mouth as far as like you know the industry you know and if this is how it's going to be you know uh, you know I was almost like uh, I just got to step off the brakes here I, I don't you know I'm I'd rather go back to construction if that's how this is if that's how the, the business world is going to be for me kind of thing um, but um, yeah learn from that a ton and learn from him a lot as far as you know, what to do, what not to do in the industry. And, and, uh, and it, so it's, it really opened up my eyes to making sure, you know, th- there's a lot of things, business ethics and ethics in general are, uh, are something that's, you know, it's huge, uh, clients, client care, all that stuff. So, you know, big learning lessons on, on that failure for sure. So uh, someone's looking at going into a, say a mentoring relationship then, because obviously I, you know what, this is a uh, familiar story. I've heard this numerous times from other people. So you're not the, certainly the first person that has gone through this, but maybe we can take a second. And if someone is going into a mentoring relationship in, you know, broker, so this, I'm thinking of a new person, what kind of advice would you give to them? Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard, right? Because uh, you, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, when you're going into the industry or, or anything, whether it's any industry, right? Um, so, you know, really doing, you know, like good background check, getting a, a recommendation uh, from from a close friend or close family member to uh, to get mentored under somebody that's that's been successful. There's a lot of really great brokers out there that really, you know, they 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 want to help out. They will give you time, um, and and it's more just being upfront, honest, and it's you know, what can you get. Uh, after you put in the industry, um, you know, and, and just talking about everything up front, like, like literally every single thing, what's your business plan? What's your business model? Where do you put, where do you imagine yourself to be in three years? Um, what does this company offer? Where's, where's your comp coming from? Um, splits, volume targets, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, so long as everything's just, you know, really up front and all the cards are on the table, it's great. It's just when, you know, you get some people in the industry that, you know, they want to build up a brokerage. Um, and, it, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and energy to, to do that and to take on people, take on new brokers. So I, I completely understand, you know, if there's um, just different cost structures, what have you. But it's more just about... Um, and you know, making making sure that everybody's on the same page, everything's up front, and and you, you everybody's got their their value proposition. Okay, you're you know you're you're in here doing this, and this is, this is you know what what that's worth. This is what I'm worth. That type of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, so just do do some homework on the person that you're going to be mentored by, and like yeah, you're saying, sure. and then ask lots of questions about. I, I think the one thing that you hit on there, where you're talking about how just figure out where they're going, because maybe where they're going is not where you want to go, and. Uh, that'll help you not even sort of get on the bus with them, right? So uh, having yeah. some, I mean, things can change, but having some idea up front going, okay, this is kind of where I see myself. Like you said, paint, dream your painting. So I, this is where I see myself in three years. And if the maybe the people you're going to get mentored with don't have that same vision, then maybe as convenient as it might be, maybe it's not the right fit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, that's, that's really good. So uh, another thing I noticed talking to successful brokers, anybody that's sort of been doing it for as long as you've been doing it, you start to build systems and processes and, you're also willing to adjust and you kind of have to adjust those processes over time. So I'm going to ask specifically about an administrative process. So can you share an uh, administrative process that you've had um, that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like and then how you tweaked it and what kind of outcome you got? Uh, well, I, I'd love even just to touch on the fact that I had zero administrative processes, um, honestly, almost two, about two years ago. Um, it was pretty ad hoc, right? A file would come in you know, you'd, you'd get the docs together and basically just try and process it as quickly as possible. But there wasn't any finesse, any extras, anything, to, uh, any flair. Um, over the last couple of years, uh, built tons of processes. Um, we've built like basically a full client prep uh, doc where I take, uh, especially first time home buyers through this like 29 page document, basically showing them every step that they're going to go through, uh, everybody that they're going to need to contact, even people that they have no idea that they're going to contact yet. Like, you know, let's set up the home insurance people for you or the movers or the cleaners on your way out or, you know, any little thing uh, and potential hiccup that could, you know, make their uh, process and make their transition, you know, go awry. Uh, So there's lots of processes in there. But on the administrative side, um, now we've got basically – I think it's a, it's four pages of start to finish from when my phone rings and somebody says, "Hey David, you know I got your number from Scott. Uh, he recommended me to uh, to give you a call about a mortgage." Well, boom. Then there's um, you know, and it it goes from lead and there's a bunch of different tasks that myself, my admin do when they're a lead to bring them to opportunity. Opportunity is the pre-approval stage. Again, there's a, a number of different things that we do, uh, you know, and nice touches, some administrative touches, some stuff with lenders, some stuff with realtor, what have you. Um, then try and move them from opportunity to live, uh, live to completed, and then completed to client. And then, you know, we're tracking their renewal dates after that. But there's, yeah, there's, there's a number of different tasks that um, from an admin, from an underwriting, and from a client service point of view that we're all doing. So uh, from a guy who sounds like you started out with like not, no process at all um, to having it sounds like a pretty detailed process. What about what's the one maybe specifically what's one thing that you found has made the biggest difference? So in the you built a pretty substantial um, system, it sounds like. So but what, what would you say is the one thing that's like, man, that has saved me, you know, X amount of headaches or stress or what? Like, what's that? What do you think that would be? 
Oh, it's uh, well, yeah, because you know, I, I really, I, I don't need to worry about where files are anymore. Um, it's, it's, I'd love to pinpoint one thing. That's tough because it's the obviously going from zero to a hundred. It's the full package, right? Um, but probably, really, it's, it's helping out with the language. Like, there's even specific uh, language touch points. There's spots where we're setting ourselves up to get a testimonial, get a referral, uh, really wow the clients. And those just don't happen when you're flying by the seat of your pants. Right. right? You just, you, you overlook that and you're just very focused on getting the file done as opposed to making the file silky smooth. Right. And when you're able to do that and add those little touches and little extras because of systems, that's when clients really start to notice. And that's why we've been getting amazing testimonials and a lot of client referrals uh, over, especially over the last couple of years. It's, it's well, been a noticeable difference. Okay. You've, you've just tweaked my interest because this is something I'm currently working on. So what, what stage <laughs> do you, I'm sorry that I'm digging into this. I, I'm, I'm intentionally no, kind of digging because I, I, I think that it's more valuable for me and for our listeners too. So how, when do you ask for um, referrals or what's your process for, not referrals, sorry, for re- reviews? So how does that work? How are you doing that? There's, there's seven. There's seven touch points because uh, seven, seven no's before a yes, right? Everybody knows that one. So there's you seven ask specific, seven times for a review? Seven times, yeah, oh for, for a refer, uh, referral. Or referral. That's the target, yeah. yeah. There's seven points from start to finish from when my phone rings that we're trying to ask for another introduction to another client or right. potential person. And that, that, that language, like, so last year was the first year I, I, I finished just shy of $26 million, just to put this into perspective. The year before that, I did 11 mm-hmm. So the process and the language doubled my business. Okay, so do you know off the top? Can you like those? Is it when do you ask for the referrals? I don't. I'm. I, I think this is helpful for people, especially sure. I asked like I, once. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely got it. So like right from the very first phone call, uh, you know, they call in, they say, you know, hey David, got your number, blah blah. blah. And I say, oh, that's awesome. You know, it's great. Uh, you know, we really appreciate it. And you know, definitely throughout this process, you know, the reason why Scott introduced you to me is because. Uh, you know, we're going to provide X, Y, Z, whatever they're looking for, get a quick background, so looking to purchase or whatever, and just say, hey, you know what, you, you're probably going to come across other people that are looking for the same thing, and, and that's how we build our business, are, are these introductions. So I'm definitely going to thank Scott for introducing me to you, and, and if you could, anybody else, that'd be great. You know, a lot of people, you know, you, you might even know a friend right away, and it's even from that very first phone call. And then it's, it's myself and uh, my admin, Alexis, because she's on the phone collecting docs. It's uh, in the pre-approval stage, we do it again uh, when we're fulfilling all the docs and it's it's uh, it's starting to get kind of close to complete. We do it again. We send out a card kind of in the middle of the process. That's a touch point. And it also says it again um, kind of during the move out stage, you know, especially if they're purchasing uh, and they're getting ready to pack, you know, we, we help chip in with their cleaners or their movers and they're usually, you know, wowed by that. So we ask at that point again too. Um, and then, uh, definitely like when I'm actually over at their place, like if they've purchased a place, I do like, I do keys and bubbly. You, you can see on the website, there is a bunch of clients. Uh, so I just come over on possession day, bring over a bottle of bub- bubbly and, and that's what it's been. We do a keys and bubbly photo. Uh, and that's in the package. I, I tell them, you know, right away, uh, when I'm walking people through, that 29 page doc or 
you know, uh, and getting them prepped up like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what we're going to do at the end and really excited. I'll, I'll be coming over and we can pop champagne, what have you. And then there's a client survey that happens even after I'm done, two weeks after, and uh, and it's asked again. So it's, yeah, you, our, our target is seven, seven and, times. And at, Wow, dude, that's that's impressive. And to double, like, that's a pretty impressive. I mean, the market's decent, but it's not certainly like 2006. Um, so to double your business in a year by really harnessing those processes and you even have your admin person asking for it like as well, like yeah. that's part of her oh, process. Yeah. yeah. Twice. Yeah. She asked twice. <laughs> that's so awesome. Dude, I could end the interview right <laughs> yeah. here. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I think we've had, this is a fantastic interview. I'm not going to, of course, <laughs> but I'm like, sit, go, if you're not doing this, go do it right now. Um, yeah. Do, do yeah. you know Sabina Bubber? Sabina Bubber, Sabina Bubber. No, I don't so think she's, I do. so she's at the coast, and her interview will be up shortly. But if you call her voicemail, her and it's her voicemail is ridiculous. Like it's it literally asks for a referral in the voicemail, and I've oh, never yeah, and, yeah. and it's so well done. I'm like I've never heard that before. So <laughs> right on. Um, anyway, I digress. Okay, so you know I'm not even going to ask you about a sales process because that was like huge right there what you gave me, and I really appreciate it. So. Yeah. Sure. Another area I've been hearing a lot of talk about is diversifying your income. So I've I've had kind of two camps. Some people are like, no, just stick to brokering. Some people are like, yes, you need to diversify. So where do you fall on this? And if you do diversify, what area are you working on? Diversify. Um, like, are you talking about like MPP, for example? Yeah, or, or is there product? some people are doing MPP, some people are doing like, uh, you know, getting into a life insurance or is there any, you know, commercial mortgages? There's... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, commercial files, uh, when they come across my desk, I, I, I say yes to every file, obviously. Um, so whether, and Dominion Lending has got, you know, really, really great uh, support in, in all areas. So we've got Plan B mortgages, which is great on the B side of lending. And then we've also got DLC commercial and leasing that takes care of anything. So um, it's really important, I think, for every broker to become that hub, that center of influence for your clients. So that whenever anything comes across the board, whether it's a B file or it's a commercial file or a leasing file, I mean, you're going to get 25 points just by referring it out. You still, you know, you're, you're that person that's, that's hands on with the client. So, you know, I'd say that, that part of diversifying is great. Um, as far as MPP goes, I think it's a, I think it's a great product. Um, I sell it all the time. And the reason why I do, I used to not because, you know, I'm, I'm not like, oh, you know, mortgage insurance, flog that, what have you. But uh, we talked a little bit earlier about getting business from financial advisors. Well, uh, the biggest lead in that I've been able to give financial advisors and, and what they can do with planning uh, is, you know, I, I don't not sell clients on the insurance because the coverage is, is, is good. It's a low term insurance product, et cetera. So it's great, you know, even if it's just temporarily uh, put in place and then uh, and then pass that insurance product over to a financial advisor and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you really got to go talk to this guy, at Ed Jones, uh, because he's going to come up with a specific plan for your insurance and your asset management and that type of thing. And it's, it's always just really good to, to touch on that. And it's a value add service. And then obviously your referral partners, you know, mm -hmm. really like that, too. So uh, diversifying in that way, because, yeah, MPP, you know, they pay a little bit, uh, a little bit. I mean. You know, it might be three to five percent of your income, but those bonus checks actually sure feel good. So, mm -hmm. and I, one thing I didn't ask is, so are you like, do you have a family or anything? No family, no single guy, okay. no kids. 
So yeah. I was going to ask how you run your mortgage practice and your family, but hey, you, it's pretty much just, that's why you can do like, you said like mountain biking and all these activities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get to, I get to do that. It's pretty fun. Yeah. When, uh, when you have a family, things start to get, you know, it's great, but it's just a different stage. Yeah. This is what I hear and see actually. Yeah. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire question. So what do you think is the number one thing holding most mortgage brokers back from being successful? Probably process. That's a good answer. Processes, yeah. Um, what one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? Uh, never die attitude. <laughs> you got to get out there and grind. That's all, that's great. And do you have like an internet resource or software program you use that makes your business more successful? Yeah, well, I uh, I made mention that my dad's got an IT company. Uh, so we've built a, a custom back-end solution that actually manages um, all the stages of the file from lead to renewal uh so that dashboard is in place and then we've got all our doc storage in there uh i've got all my it stuff in there i've got all my you know lender info stuff like that i do use dropbox uh as well um so yeah there's there's a, a couple different uh, uh software programs that i use that platform that your dad or dad's company's built is that something that's like for sale in the marketplace or is it just something that you've got built for that you just use just, personally just something that I'm, I'm using personally. Um, we just finished making it last, what is it now? Probably November. It's going to be, absolutely, because uh, it's a game changer for sure. Even, you know, to track, um, like it's a, it's, a, it's a CSM, it's a, a file management, document storage, and um, like, IT and admin, uh, from a business owner perspective, is all built into one. So we're tweaking it, and eventually it'll be for sale for sure. Cool. Well, when at some point when you do, let me know, and I'll post a link to it on the because this this cool. interview will be here for a long time. So you can, when it comes live, do you have a name for it? SharePoint. Uh, we just built it on a SharePoint platform. I don't know. Uh, we just left it. I want to own branded. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give me the name and the link when it goes live, and I'll I'll put it in the on the show. Cool, will do. And uh, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Uh, for inspiration, I'm going to recommend two. Sorry. That's <laughs> for, good. Uh, for in inspiration, uh, read Walter Isaacson's uh, Steve Jobs uh, biography. It's amazing. That guy was truly amazing from uh, from a business perspective. Uh, and then uh, from a process uh, standpoint, everybody has to read uh, Double Double. Um, by Cameron Harold, the guy that uh, turned around 1-800-GOT-JUNK. It's, if you want operations, like this book will just get you going so good. It's I, fantastic. I thought it was going to be a Tim Hortons book. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's the COO from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and uh, it's like my new business Bible. So. Huh, I, that is not a book I've heard of, and I'm really, on the wall of my office, I have Processes Are Competitive Advantage, and I've really been thinking a lot lately about how the process matters a lot and even oh, I mean, the, man. the marketing's important but if the process the process will make or break your business and so I've I've been For obsessing sure. so I, I love this conversation and uh, what you've been doing so yeah Cameron Cameron Harold double double hands down and I'm like I I'm a e-myth guy as well you know I've read those and those are uh, e-myth e-myth mastery those are game changers but double double was like wow yeah this is business this hmm. is good cool I got to check it out and where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? Oh, there's 
there's too much opportunity. <laughs> it's great. Um, you know, I, I, I really think that, that we can become uh, the, the first go-to for clients for, for mortgage advice, not just mortgage advice, but, you know, the really good brokers are, uh, are out there. They're actually sitting down there. They're giving clients advice. They're helping to shape where they're going to be in 5, 10 years, 25 years potentially uh, with the properties that they own. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, there's tons of opportunity and I really see mortgage brokers kind of moving into, you know, I really hope that, that mortgage brokers jump on the same band, bandwagon with, you know, talking with financial advisors, really getting in tight with those guys so that we can provide uh, a ton of value for clients, not just, you know, I, I, I don't really like the, the term mortgage broker because it's very transactional mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, consulting, which is like, you know, setting up families for success. Let's buy multiple properties. Let's, you know, get you uh, building up that, that, that asset book, um, you know, really well. So I, that's where I see the opportunity um, because, you know, not to, you know, down talk the banks too bad, but, you know, the, the kids in the banks that are just, you know, out there to regurgitate everything coming from head office, they're, they're just, it's, it's not the same, right? So there's opportunity for us to really be consultants uh, mm-hmm. on the mortgage and in, in the mortgage industry. Right. And there's tons, tons of opportunity. There's too much. <laughs> that's all. That's I, I, good. And that's why I love these yeah. interviews. They, they, they get me jacked about what's possible. Uh, and so one of this is one of my favorite questions and it's the DeLorean question. You remember the movie back to the future? Yes. And so in the movie they had this, uh, car that you could travel in time. And so if you could get in the DeLorean and you could set the time for not 1988 or whenever the movie was done, but for your first day as a mortgage broker. So six years ago, and you could go visit yourself and give yourself three pieces of advice to make your business even bigger than it is today. What would you tell yourself? Yeah. Ooh. Um, first of all, never quit. Uh, this is a this is a tough industry at times. It really is. It's constantly moving. But uh, you get to year five, you get to year six, you're going to start feeling really good. So um, you know, give give a reminder uh, at that for sure. Um, get your processes down right away. Like had I, had I, had I built those, you know, four pages of what you do from phone ring to keys and bubbly, that would have been amazing. So get your process down. Um, and then, uh, and then one thing that that's, you know, been, uh, amazing is, is, uh, treat your underwriters and lenders, you know, really well, go the extra mile for them. You know, if they're, if they're working late to get their, get your approval and you know who they are and or your BDMs are going to bat for you, uh, you know, pop in, drop off, you know, coffees, uh, drop off gift cards, send thank yous, whatever. Just, you really have to build that really strong relationship with the underwriters and the lenders and the BDMs and, and really get that respect because, uh, you need them and they'll go to bat for you and uh, your file will magically appear on the top of the list every time and you'll get the phone answered, that type of thing. So, Right, that's great advice. Never quit. Processes, right? build processes right away and treat underwriters well. I, on the treat underwriters well, I agree. I think we sometimes forget that it's, you know, um, it, it's still a people business as much as there's there's policies and stuff, but it's still people that move everything along and if they get along with you better, then things seem to just move smoother. <laughs> Oh, and it's so much more fun, right? I right. mean, I love I love making money with people. It's the best thing ever. You know, that's what gets me jacked up. <laughs> and and then the other thing I would think too, and when you said about the processes right away, like I I think of a friend of mine who just got in the mortgage business, and 
you know, just the phone ringing is exciting at all. And, but if you don't have processes, so if somebody's listening, you don't have them, just use someone else's like copy something and you can always build it into your own later, but start oh, totally. with a, start with a pro some process so that it's not just, yeah. cause eventually when you start getting traction, you're going to be wishing that you were doing some kind of a process. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, I mean, it obviously like everything else, it'll evolve over time, but get your processes down for sure. Right. Well, David, I've really appreciated this interview. I love the seven touch, seven asks for referrals in the process and intent being so intentional about it. I'm going to go back and look at mine and, and amp it up from like one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah, build it in, man. Build it in. Yeah, I know. It's totally, it's, it's just all about process though, right? If you put it in the process and you follow it, then you won't miss it. So where can people find you online? Uh, www.iwanttoown.ca. That's where they can find me. And are you guys hiring at all? Uh, not at the moment. No. Okay, cool. Well, uh, anybody who's listening, if you want the show notes, anything we talked about, links to, to David's website, you can go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com. David, I have really appreciated this interview, and I hope you rock the rest of your year. You're <laughs> welcome. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. If you are prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Heckberg. Hi, Broker Nation. If you enjoyed this interview, please take a minute, visit iTunes, and rate this podcast. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next month. Okay, that's not true, but I would really appreciate it. Also, I want to invite you to join me on a quest. After every episode, I personally take five minutes and think about one thing or one idea I can use to improve my mortgage business. I encourage you to do the same. Over the next 12 months, I plan to do 100 interviews and make 100 improvements. I'm going to track these to see how they impact my business and, more importantly, my bottom line. Visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com and post in the show notes what one thing you plan to do differently after listening to this interview and check out what other brokers are sharing. Also, if you'd like to connect with me, fire me an email at scott at robyourbank.com. I love hearing from passionate mortgage professionals who are interested in improving their business. Until next time, rock on.